0: All right, welcome. Welcome back to the Biblos Network. I pray that you are enjoying the great blessings of God where you are. I pray that you are blessed, that you are favored, and that you're walking in the light. It is a new year, it is 2023, and it's just begun. All of the great things God has in store for you and for me and anybody that is called by his name. I know that uh, the days can seem to be very grim. They can seem to be very dark at times. But the truth is God's hand is on his people and there are miracles and signs and wonders. And I know that he is working in your life and I assure you he is in ours as well. We're so glad that you can be a part of Biblos. We're glad that you've taken the time to join us today. I have something that has been on my heart here as of late over the last week or two, and I wanna take a few minutes today and I wanna uh, describe it to you. In the book of Genesis, chapter 49, there is this amazing scene that is played out for us. Jacob, who is now known by Israel, is dying. And Joseph is there along with his sons and the the brethren are there that betrayed Joseph. Reuben is there. Asher, Judah, Levi, Issachar, Naphtali, they're all there. Dan. And Israel is pronouncing blessings. It's here that he describes Reuben as unstable as water. It is here that uh, he describes Joseph as a fruitful bough that that goes over the wall It's here that Issachar is um i think he is like a'm trying to remember what Issachar was is running from me right now, but one of them was like a serpent in the road um that might have been Asher might have been Issachar um, Naphtali was i believe like a hind if I remember right all of these traits that Israel likens them unto it's very prophetic it is very far-reaching it's there that Judah Judah is described as the lawgiver that the scepter would not depart from Judah until Shiloh would come and Judah would have dominion over his brethren and um, and the praiser would be given priority and so this is why Jesus comes from the tribe of Judah it's why he does not come from the tribe of Levi And so he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So all of these beautiful truths and revelations are are given. And one that always intrigued me and I want to share with you is Gad. I want to describe to you what Israel said to Gad. It is a profound dynamic and I want to take just a minute and describe it. It's in the book of Genesis chapter 49. Dan was the serpent, by the way. He was the adder in the path that bites the horse's heels. Verse 19, it says this, Gad, a troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. A troop shall overcome him, but he, Gad, shall overcome at the last. What a a statement. And, and it's so murky. It's so abstract. It's like, what does that even mean? What, what is Israel trying to say? But I assure you, <clears throat> that old prophet was looking far into the future, just like Abraham looked into the future and he saw afar off. Isaac looked into the future. Now Israel looks deep into the future and he sees something that makes him say this. And what got me thinking about this is we are seeing a lot of these dynamics come to pass in our modern day. A a portion of scripture that comes to my mind when I think of today is Psalms chapter two. I want to show you Psalms chapter two. This is called a coronation psalm. This is a psalm that they would sing when they would coronate a new king, when they would anoint a new king. And here's what it says. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. So not only is it against God, it's against his representative, his anointed. Ultimately, that's Jesus Christ. But it is also anybody that takes the stand for the Lord in the earth and you're anointed by God. You will receive the reproach From the wicked, they heap on God. And that's why David said, the reproaches of them that reproach thee have fallen upon me, and the zeal of thine house hath consumed me. So they take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Wow. Wow, what a statement. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh the Lord shall have them in derision. Powerful, powerful psalm. I want to take Gad. I want to lay it over this portion of Scripture. And I want to tell you a little bit about the mystery of Gad. The name Gad literally means a troop is coming. <clears throat> it means a mob is coming. And the, the idea there is a a large group of unruly people, a a, a group of violent people, a a people that are without restraint. Let us cast away their bands. uh, Let's break their bands, cast away their cords from us. That's significant. I want you to think of the mobs today. I want you to think of the people marching in the street, the people screaming, the people yelling and screaming, my body, my choice. And And hollering and throwing things and breaking things to the point of turning cars over, setting cities on fire, Um, just complete mob rule. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but it's very concerning. It's gotten so bad that police officers are under attack. Civil authorities are at their wit's end. The funding isn't there. You can't hardly pay a policeman to stay on staff because if they do arrest somebody, they can be prosecuted. We live in lit- a, a litigious society, a litigating, a suing society. So the police don't want to do it. They're going to be on the news. They're going to be uh, chastised and ridiculed for doing their job. And so they just say, hey, it's on you. Do your thing. And the mob is growing. The, the rage is growing. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth have set themselves. There are people who are set in their ways. They are determined not to live for God. They've taken counsel against God and against his anointed. Let's break their bands. Let's get rid of all of the rules, all the restrictions. That's what bands and cords are. Let's cast them away from us. All the restrictions. So throw away marriage. Throw away the sanctity of human life and abortion. Uh, throw away all sexual Um, boundaries. So no longer will it just be contained in the bonds of matrimony between a committed man and woman. But now it's open for everybody. It's wholesale. There's no holy thing. We're just a bunch of animals and we're all fighting each other. That's the rage of the heathen. And so we're seeing it happen. And it's characterized by this chaos, by this by this uh, growing frenzy, this rage, and it's characterized by throwing away the bands and casting the cords away. And interesting, interestingly, gad also means to cut yourself, to mutilate your body. In that name, you can look it up. Go to biblehub.com <coughs> and look up the name Gad. Go to the Hebrew meaning of Gad, and it means a troop, a violent troop that will come. And it will also tell you that it means to cut yourself. And the idea is of complete desecration, a complete frenzy, a barbarism, an anti-God sentiment, and a rage, a foaming at the mouth kind of a thing. God said that a troop would overcome, this mob would overcome this this chaos would ensue. And amazingly, they would cut themselves. So I want to take that idea. We see it. um, And and I guess I should say that gad is the root of the word Megiddo. Or maybe this will help bring it home. You might not understand Megiddo. Some people might not be familiar with that. Maybe you're familiar with the, the popular usage, which would be Armageddon. That Ged in the middle of it is, the root of that is Gad. And that is the ultimate troop. That is the ultimate mob. That is Gog and Magog. That is the anti-God forces of the world. And they are aligning. Gog and Magog is gathering its forces as we speak. The anti-God forces are coming against godly forces. And it is building to a climax. One day, that mob, that people who have thrown away everything that is holy and godly and good will come up one last time and there will be a final confrontation. The Bible calls it the Battle of Armageddon. That, the root of that is Gad. And the essence of it is this cutting, this bleeding, this, this frenzy, this foaming, this mob. This mob that's coming there's probably no bigger picture of this than at jesus trial when when pilate says i have found no fault in him and they say crucify him should i let him go or should i release barabbas release barabbas kill him crucify him and this mob there's no logic there's no and pilate's saying what bad thing has he done he's healed people he's there's no fault in him at all and, and yet it doesn't matter, the unreasoning rage of the heathen. You're seeing it in Washington, D.C., you're seeing it in Seattle, you're seeing it in Portland. You're seeing the mob rise. This is who surrounded Lot's house. It was the mob. It was, it was a great wickedness, a grave injustice was being done. Probably the biggest scene that the Bible records is when Elijah faces the false prophets. Elijah goes up to the top of Carmel, Jezebel's, her false prophets are there, 800 prophets, 400 prophets of Baal, 400 prophets of the groves. And it's just little Elijah all by himself. And the mob is in full force. And they are unreasoning and they are you know, one of the reasons why Baal worship was so popular is because it was tied to promiscuity. It was usually tied to prostitution. It was tied to no strings attached pleasure. And so it had a radical success and popularity. It was an ancient form of Hollywood. It was an ancient form of, of secular entertainment. And they tied worship in with it. And people just went to it in droves. And <clears throat> they left and forsook the things of God. That is the essence of let us cast away their bonds. Let us cast away their cords. When you see people lose holiness, when they drop modesty when they get rid of the principles in the scripture that deal with ornamentation and deal with ornamenting the body that is literally throwing away the cords throwing away the bands i don't want the restrictions anymore i'm tired of this restrictive thing let me be me i'm free in christ i don't have to follow these dumb rules that is the beginning of the casting away of the cords. It is the beginning of the rage. And people think they're just throwing off a few man-made rules. They're not. They are breaking the bands. They are casting the cords away. And your children will go further than you. And your grandchildren will go all the way. It's a great sorrow to me that there are precious apostolic pioneers that gave their lives to serve God and live for God and their children and their foolishness become lifted up and proud. They get education, secular education. They think, what's the big deal? It doesn't matter if I wear this or if I don't wear that. (coughs) If I live for this, what's the big deal? That's just what grandpa did. Grandpa was old-fashioned. And they embrace Hollywood. They embrace immodesty they embrace uh, the drinking of alcohol and eventually that'll move into marijuana because while you're drinking uh, your your champagne your kids are drinking something else and they are smoking something else what that what this generation will do the next generation will do in excess that is the definition of casting away the bands you think you cast away apostolic heritage and holiness wait till your kids get done wait till your grandkids get done and you'll look on with horror as you realize that you've cast away the things that held you and anchored you and moored you to the things of God that's what these false prophets were doing And they began to call on Baal. They were a mob. They were a frenzied mob. They danced. They shouted. They called on Baal all day long. And of course, he didn't answer. He has eyes, but he can't see. He has ears, but he can't hear. He has a mouth. He cannot speak. And then the Bible says, true to form, they begin to cut themselves. There's this image here on Carmel where they they take out knives and stones, and they begin to cut and bleed and expose uh, their bodies <clears throat> in an effort to get Baal's attention. And, there, and, and just like this random thing, they just cut themselves. But, but it's part of Gad. It's part of Megiddo and Armageddon. It's part of the frenzy and the froth. It's part of the mob. A modern manifestation of it is piercing, piercing every body part you can think of. A modern manifestation of it is people who cut their bodies. It's very true uh, often in females. When they've been sexually abused or they've been assaulted, they will, they will turn to cutting. It's because they're so numb. They're so devastated. They can't feel anything. So oftentimes in counseling with people and we find someone that is cutting them, themselves, they'll say, I do it to feel. I want to feel something. And when I feel something, I feel alive. And it, it, it becomes this odd perverse distorted comforting they cut themselves <clears throat> this is gad this is the mob this is the rage of the heathen oftentimes underneath that surface of that depressed young lady there is a rage a, a frothing tumultuous rage It is that rage that causes a young man to pick up a gun, walk into a school, and shoot up innocent people. That's what happens when you cast away the bonds and you break the cords of the Lord and his anointed. Many generations have done it. Many societies have done it. And it is always a preclude to judgment. The judgment of God is shortly to come. So... At Calvary, you see that mob. At Carmel, you see that mob. At the Battle of Armageddon, you will see the ultimate climax of this concept. You're seeing it in downtown areas. You're seeing it in Portland, Seattle. (coughs) But maybe it becomes a little more clear when you see Jesus. The Bible says that he told the disciples we're going to the other side. He got in a boat and there was a great storm and Jesus wakes, he calms the sea. Peace be still. They eventually go to a country that is very interesting because it is called the country of the Gatherings, And I want you to notice that root, Gad. Now one translation, one book rather, one account calls it the Gergesenes, one calls it the Gadarenes. And there's a, a little bit of a scuffle in theological circles as to exactly what it was, but one prominent interpretation is that the, the, the country of Gad extended to this portion, the tribe of Gad, this is Gad's land and there comes a man out of the tombs crying, Jesus asked him, he says, what's your name? Now that's significant. Jesus wants to know his name because names have power. Names have authority. And for everybody that thinks names don't matter and it doesn't matter if you're baptized in the name of Jesus, that's the first question he asks of this devil. What is your name? He wants to know his name. He's going to take authority over that by dealing with him. And the answer came, my name is Legion for we are many. This is This is the troop. This is a son of Gad. This is a Gadarene who has been overcome and overwhelmed by unclean spirits. So many that it's thousands of them. Legion of them. A legion of them. The Bible says that they tried to bind him but he plucked the chains asunder. There's the casting away of the bonds. There's the breaking the bands. This is, this is the ultimate rule breaker. For every teenager that's listening to this, don't rebel against the things of God. Don't rebel against your parents. Don't rebel against your pastor. You're plucking the very bands that will hold you together. Don't forsake marriage. Don't forsake the biblical design of intimacy and sexuality. It is the cornerstone of civilization. <clears throat> and to do that is to rage against God. It, 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 it's not a source of hate for me. I feel profoundly, I feel, I feel great sorrow for people that wrestle with homosexuality and transgenderism. It's a, it's a great deception. It's a, it's a terrible uncleanness. And somebody said, are you telling me God hates me? I said, you know, I'm telling you that there is one lifestyle that God will bless in terms of sexuality. He will not bless any other form that includes homosexuality. It includes adultery. It includes fornication and all of the other distortions of human sexuality. This man was overtaken by it what what happened to him i don't know was he abused as a boy was he was he molested as a boy? Was he exposed to things? One of the great travesties I have found is that Hollywood has worked hard, and the entertainment industry- industry has worked hard to minimize the fact that most serial killers that were interviewed after being caught traced the beginnings of their urges and their wickedness to pornography the objectification of females which which distorted and perverted and continued to twist until it morphed and morphed into this demonic thing i submit to you there were unclean spirits that were entering legions were entering there were concepts being introduced god help us to not allow unfettered access to iPhones and and iPads, where people can just download images, blasphemies, uh, things that distort young minds and and warp them. God help us. It's a shame when a child is eight years old and they've got the eyes of a twenty-five-year-old. Things that past generations never considered now are commonplace, and abominations are on screens all over. God help us. This is what it means for the mob to rise. This is what it means for Gad to be overtaken by a troop. But that day, Jesus came to the shore of the Gadarenes, and when the bow of his boat bumped up onto that sandy shore, that man who had plucked those chains, that man who had broke those bonds, he ran to Jesus, and he cried out, And Jesus cast the devils out of him. The troop had overcome him, but at the end he was, he prevailed. At the end he was delivered. Jesus had come, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace. The man who could calm a storm on the outside could also calm a storm on the inside. The rage, the insanity, the profound wickedness. Jesus broke it and he cast the troop out. The king was here and that's what will happen when you get the Holy Ghost. If you will repent of your sins, if you'll be baptized in the name of Jesus, God will fill you with the glory of the Holy Ghost and every unclean spirit will run. They will run a stronger than the strong man will come and will spoil his goods and you will have peace. And the unclean spirit will be cast out and will wander in dry places. That's what your Bible says. One last thing I'll say is those spirits went into the pigs, pigs, the swine, thousands of them. And those pigs ran violently down the slope into the water. And they were drowned. It amazes me that even pigs know that you need to go to the water to get rid of the sin. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. If you want to get rid of the sin, go to the water. God knows how to get rid of it. That's why we get baptized. That's why they went to the Red Sea. That's why Noah went through the flood. <clears throat> and it's why we're baptized in the name of Jesus. Those pigs ran straight to that water. What's astonishing is the pig, which is an unclean animal, which is an archetype of a, one of the most unclean of beasts, when those spirits entered into those swine, it made them suicidal. They couldn't handle it. And so this most unclean of beasts immediately killed themselves under that demonic influence. And yet this was in the mind of Legion. What is in your mind? What images, what thoughts torment you? What troop has overtaken you, has overtaken your teen, your teenagers, have overtaken your children, have overtaken your husband or your wife? It's a troop. It's a legion. They are many, but they will not prevail. They do not have to prevail. They can be put down at Carmel. They can be put down at Calvary. The Bible says he spoiled principalities and he made a show of them openly triumphing over them they will be put down at armageddon and they can be put down in your heart and in mine you can win against the troop you don't have to yield to the public school environment that pressures you to be gay or that pressures you to be pressures you to be promiscuous or pressures you to do drugs you don't have to yield to <clears throat> compromising former Pentecostals who keep telling you to break this rule, break that rule. It's just a bunch of man-made traditions not realizing they are further distorting and breaking the bands and casting them away. They think they're freeing themselves. They're not freeing themselves. They're going into profound bondage. I had a friend who he was so smart, so intelligent he began to mock the holy things of God. He backslid he wouldn't call it backslid. He wound up getting a very advanced degree in theology. And he laughed at apostolics. He laughed at his heritage, his heritage and his upbringing. He laughed at me and he laughed at others. He was so much smarter than everybody. Years later, I found out that he had divorced. He was estranged from his family. And he was engaged in a very deviant lifestyle. It broke my heart. It's what happens when men and women cast away the cords and the bonds that God placed in their life. I want God to put the restraints necessary in my life. I want marriage to be what it's designed to be. I want male and female to be what they're designed to be. God, put those restraints there. Don't pluck them asunder. Don't cut yourself. Don't walk among the tombs crying out. God came to deliver people from the troop and from the mob. I hope that helps you today. It's a great blessing to have Jesus Christ in your life. He will calm the storms. He will silence the voices, and he will be the satisfaction of your soul. Until next time, God bless you, God keep you, and God cause his face to shine upon you.